0: Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Dan. I'm w- here with uh Jordan and filling in for Jimmy this week is our buddy Steve. Hi guys. Thanks for being here, Steve. Appreciate it.
1: This is your third time now or second uh, yeah, third, it is, right? on the on the uh on the podcast. Yeah, it's gotta be third.
0: Third or fourth. <laughs> might even be fourth. You're right. Something You're like right. That. It might be fourth. But always good to have Steve here. Uh Welcome to 2019, everybody. Uh I know I said Happy New Year, but... We survived. Yeah. We made it. Uh, Thanks again for listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, Living Off the Land. Uh, We are LOTL. Um, As you heard, you can follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, Hit us up uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on all those... On that handle for all of those... uh, social networks um
1: the socials
0: yeah um yeah i totally lost my train of thought already it's all good what's up guys we're getting we're getting used to the flow yeah how's it going we took last week off two weeks rusty i'm all mishugana right now (laughs) mishugana mishugana it's a weird it's like yeah i'm all messed up all mixed up. All you don't know what jumbled. day it is.
2: You don't know what time it is. Actually, that's true. Um, I mean, goodness, when you're getting up so late, you know, on some of these holidays, and then you get back to the first day at work, and it's like <laughs> five thirty
0: or six in the morning. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, it feels like three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. no, it really does. Yeah. yeah, I had to set three alarms for Wednesday because I I started sleeping through my six thirty alarm while I was off at work for the last ten days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I started sleeping. I'm like, I'm not. I'm gonna sleep through it. And be late for work, so I set three alarms. Yeah, smart. One
1: thing I do is sometimes I change up the noise. Yeah. Because that helps just a new, yeah. it's just kind of a shock, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, how was everybody's New Year's? Good. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, what did you guys do? Uh, I did nothing. Oh, you did it? And I loved it. No, I was just with my family. Uh, uh, we just. Oh, that's out. cool. Yeah, and I yeah. just like, watched the ball
1: drop and stuff.
0: Yeah, we went out to dinner. Um and then just kind of hung out at my parents' house. So yeah, it was a nice change of pace. I'm sick and tired of the drama on New Year's. I've had yeah really really bad drama the last like three New Years and I'm I wasn't having any of it. So gotcha. I was staying away from oh, it. Oh, I get
1: that. I get yeah. that. Uh yeah. So we uh, <coughs> we went out to Collision Bend, mm-hmm. which was actually it was fun. New Year's is just very chaotic, as I'm sure we all know. Um. But Collision Bend actually was very cool. They had like a live band. It wasn't overly crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, it just got there was just a lot going on downtown. So, um, but yeah. it was it wasn't bad. You know, I would do I would do that again. It was Collision Bend was a really very very doable. Like you could actually have a conversation with somebody. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I like, like Collision Bend a lot. it's, yeah, just, it's yeah. so it's like it's weird. Like it's it's weird to get to.
1: It's weird to get to, and it's kind of oddly expensive for a brewery. But I know why, because it's downtown. Well, for, right, but, yeah. It, I mean, it's um,
0: technically on the flats, but you yeah. know, uh, cool. you got to park uh, over by like the East Bank, and then kind of walk over. If if you've never been there before, you've n- you have no idea yeah, where it is.
1: Most people who aren't really into breweries don't even know that this yeah. exists. It would make sense that you couldn't really drive there with a the, the collision bend. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah, That's can. gotta yeah. be Steve no with the singer. Oh, you're gonna
0: picking us up because we're obviously low energy right now. I can already tell. It's okay.
1: It's it's again. It's we're we're rusty, you
0: know. We, Speaking of the pick me up, uh, you know, every week we have a what we call brew of the week, and I guess technically that still works, but usually we do beer. One other time we did coffee. Uh, we're doing coffee again this week. So Jordan, what are we drinking? The
1: brew,
0: <laughs> the brew of the week
1: is uh, Calico Jack Roasters. Uh, I've never had this before. I got this as a gift, actually, from Teresa's brother and sister-in-law. Um, it is an Akron-based coffee roastery. And the one I'm drinking here is the Black Pearl, it's called. It's Colombian Excelso beans. And it has a number, which I assume has... I don't know what that
0: means yeah I'm not I'm not
1: here I was gonna, I like drinking coffee I was gonna try to sound I'm not intelligent. big into the science i was of it. gonna try to be intelligent <laughs> but I realized you know what uh, I'm probably gonna sound like an idiot uh, so they describe it yeah. as their <laughs> they describe it as their darkest roast full of fruit notes chocolate caramel medium body bright acidity and smooth taste um, it's funny I did a coffee tour once did you do that too no no okay it was it was a that went from, mm-hmm. from you guys. Um, and y- when you actually try some of these, like, art, art, artisan roasters, like, you can actually tell differences when you think about it, and yeah. you have them, like, three different ones in a row. Uh, so I don't know if I can taste all that. I will say it is very smooth. Yeah. I would describe it as smooth. I can sense a chocolatey, caramelly vibe. It's very good, very good
0: coffee. Um... Now, do you know, can you, like, buy that anywhere, or do you have to, like, go to Akron?
1: So, I believe it's sold in some local coffee shops, um, but, and I believe you can get it online. I'm actually checking right now just because I'm curious. Uh, I don't think you have to go to Akron unless, yeah. I don't believe they got it in Akron, though. No. They got it somewhere else. I think that's it was cool. in, uh, not Ohio City, Cleveland Heights. Somewhere okay. in Cleveland Heights, I think they got it, yeah. All right,
0: so yeah, you can probably get it all over. Yeah.
1: Let's see. Oh, wait, it's not actually. Why did I, did I say Akron? Yeah. No, I'm
0: dumb. The AK Rowdy. It's Rally. in Geneva.
2: Oh, that's nowhere near yes. Akron. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, that's my <laughs> That's back. closer to
2: Erie, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, yep. so that makes sense that they got it in Cleveland Heights because it's uh-huh. on the east side. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I said Akron. Wow. Okay, it Jordan. It makes
1: perfect sense why they got it, because they live east side. Yeah.
0: Good job, Jordan. Awesome. I tried. I tried. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the uh, Brew of the Week this week. Uh, check out our website, lotlpodcast.com, where uh, we have been posting nothing except for Steve's articles. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting. Go check it out. Check out a bunch of nothing, except for Steve's awesome articles that... That he writes for us, um, and even the last one was like two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. you know, we holidays, did, we, Well, you know, we didn't just, record last week. We we decided right. to take take a, uh, you know, take a little vacation for the holidays. So um, yeah, uh, you know, people aren't going to be looking at our website over the holidays anyway. So yeah, they're just lounging at home in their
2: PJs, you know, with nothing to do. Well, who am I kidding? I mean, they were, if you weren't spending time around your family for the whole last two weeks, I don't know what to tell you.
0: That's hey, a man. good
2: point.
1: Some people don't have family. Also true. Severe case of the sads. <laughs> and not to even be more of a downer, but some people but don't get along be. with family. And they just don't hang out yeah. with them.
0: That's, that's kind of more of lines of what I meant. but Yeah, anyway. no, I got you. It really makes you thankful for the folks that you do have. It yeah, does.
1: For sure. No, it really does.
0: So check out our website, like I said. Uh, we're going to have a new uh, sports take uh, coming up, hopefully, Next week or so, Steve's going to do a Browns year-end review for us, uh, which will be kind of cool. Uh, Definitely going to contrast between the first half of the year and the second half of the year. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see uh, as Steve kind of goes in depth a little bit about uh, the Browns season. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, You can still check out his most recent uh, article, uh, if you haven't already, regarding the high school state football championships uh, that have been concluded here for about a month now. But um, still – Cool to go back and read and see what happened in, in the world of high school football in Northeast Ohio. Not, well, not even Northeast Ohio, all over the state of Ohio. So uh, that's cool. Uh, thanks again, Steve, for doing that for us. Well, I will say that that has a very Northeast
2: Ohio tilt to it because five of the seven state champions did hail from the uh, greater Cleveland or Akron, uh, Canton area. So well, There you go. It was a very, very good year. Teams like Archbishop Hoban and Oroville and Lakewood St. Edward, you know, they just
0: they cleaned up big time. For sure, absolutely. Um, but uh, okay, let let me get into uh, real quick what we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, we got our normal rhythms, our top five of the week. We're going to be getting into uh, our top five favorite watch party slash or watch party food slash snacks. Uh, we're getting into while well, we are into bowl season, we're actually coming to the conclusion of it with the national championship game on Monday. Uh, but the NFL playoffs are about to start. And this is a big time uh, leading up to the biggest watch party uh, night of all, which is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, So uh, we'll get into that and uh, talk about our favorites. Uh, Our poll of the week, uh, since it is our first episode of the new year, uh, we're asking you guys, are you a New Year's resolution type person? Uh, Do you set New Year's resolutions? What is acceptable as a New Year's resolution? Uh, Is it stupid? Is it pointless? Do they help? All that good stuff. Um, So we asked you guys, and you guys voted, so we'll get to the results, and we'll talk about our own opinions on that. And then we're going to talk a lot about the Browns uh, tonight as the Browns concluded their season with a big, big game against the Ravens uh, this past Sunday. Uh, We'll kind of go through and relive the Browns' 2018 season, all the memories and pinnacle moments, and uh, we'll get into some of the already – Uh, big-time off-season storylines that affect the Browns, including the impending, well, actually, ongoing coaching search as the Browns have interviewed a couple candidates already and are looking to cast a wide net and uh, talk to a bunch of coaches, some we've heard of, some we've never heard of before, some we've heard of that we wish maybe the Browns wouldn't talk to. We'll get into (laughs) all that. We'll also talk to some guys who talk about some guys who – the Browns aren't rumored to be interviewing that maybe we'd like to see them interview, um, and uh, we'll give our opinions on who we'd like to see get the job. So we will talk about that, and uh, we'll get into some reviews uh, as well. We've got a couple, couple spots, and then uh, uh, we also have uh, a pretty cool thing coming up uh, with Great Lakes that Jordan will get into. So... Let's kick things off, guys. Um, And before we kick things off, probably end the show with our. uh, If you have any playoff or Super Bowl predictions, you should probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can do that for sure. Very good idea. Uh, So, since. Let's do this first. Let's get this out of the way because you guys were talking about it before the show. Um, We've talked about it before. Uh, Every time Steve joins us, uh, him and Jordan go back and forth about the. English Premier League.
1: The Premier
0: League. Uh, There was a big day today. That I I don't know about because I don't follow that overrated league. But okay, interesting. How
1: uh, many people do do they have in the Champions League right now?
0: Oh, four. Four. That's right. How many does every Every Italian league? League, Two. Two, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how many? You know how many uh, English Premier League teams have are going to win? None. That's a bold prediction. <laughs> when was the last time? 2012. Uh, uh, right, that was six years ago. That's. <laughs> I don't think any team other than uh, uh, La Liga two, has won it
2: since then. Literally, Spanish La Liga has, has, has only has had a lock yeah, on it. They've so, only won it. So I mean, yeah. We, maybe this will be the year, who knows. I, right. Just, that's, what that's what I'm saying. No, but... but in any case, um, it was a matchup between the league's top two teams
1: today at the Etihad
2: between uh, Manchester City.
1: Technically, Spurs were the top two team until City won, but yes, I know what you mean.
2: Even with, even with the
1: game in hand, well, <laughs> I guess we'll consider that. But anyway, oh, um, a crazy
2: goal line clearance by center back John Stones is... In the first half, where the ball—I mean, literally—it looked like it was all the way over the wall. He showed that he right.
0: had um, stones, right? <laughs> it was yes, crazy play kept right, the goal
2: off the board for right Liverpool. Right before
1: that, didn't it go off the <clears throat> the post? Right? Yes. Yeah, it hit the post, came back in, and then just an insane goal line.
2: I mean, literally, you cannot make this stuff up. Like if, if yeah. Hollywood tried to script a play like that, they—they fail. I mean, it, just, it would look good. it would look dumb. It would right. be
1: like, oh, look at this nonsense. It,
2: but um, that was really key in uh, what was ultimately a 2-1 victory for Manchester City. Yeah. They get back to within four points of the lead. Um, also noteworthy is that Tottenham, even though they dropped out of second place today, is now
1: uh, still only 6 behind Liverpool. Tottenham. Tottenham. Mm. Uh, I found that game interesting, too, because, uh, first of all, no one had been able to beat Liverpool all year, so they lost for the first time. Uh, weirdly enough, on... I'm shocked that Liverpool hasn't been beat yet because their back line at times is just shockingly bare. I did understand. That's very typically Liverpool. But, like, they've improved with with Van Dijk and Alisson, the goalie they got, but... Alisson? Alisson. I don't know how you pronounce Brazilian name. Alisson. But, um, I was... I, I mean, it's shocking that Liverpool has not lost yet with the type of defense they play sometimes. Like I uh, Wow, my phone's on. Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, that being said, yes, it was a huge, huge game. I think the entire league, except for Liverpool fans, was happy. Uh, everybody wanted uh, Liverpool to lose at some point just so they don't run away with the league so early. I mean, all the other teams anywhere
2: near the top two Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United, right. who are probably too far out to really win the title at this right. point. Yeah, they're, they're probably well, all still happy today.
1: And let's, yes, no, they are, and without a doubt. And let's be honest, Spurs are a, are a dark horse, long shot uh, contender. But on paper, they are contending, and we'll see what happens. Six points down with 17 they're, games to go. They're a long prob- way to go. Oh, yeah. Their problem, I think, is that they don't uh, have the depth that City has. And they don't have the jump that Liverpool has right now. Just as a general note, back when I first appeared on this podcast
2: in August, I had said that two things. Manchester United was not going to be very good. And that uh, Newcastle was going to finish in 14th. Right now, Newcastle is 15th and Manchester United is 6th. So I'm feeling pretty good. accurate. Yeah, that's very accurate.
1: Good call. Mm. Who did you predict to win? I don't remember. I think I said City. I think we both said City, right? I think. I'm city. Sure, I'm Manchester City. Sure we,
0: yeah, I think we both said so, City was going to That's receive. still possible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, there's your Premier League moment. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you guys all out there really wanted to hear about that on the All Things Cleveland podcast. But, that's right. Yeah. Hey, okay. Cleveland has a good uh, Premier League fan base. Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, uh, okay. So we did that. Let's get into the top five of the week. Uh, our top five favorite watch party foods, snacks, uh, big games coming up. So what do we like to munch on while we're watching the big oh, games? This is a good conversation. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Steve, did you, put, did you put a list together? I, It's in progress. Uh, somebody else can go first. <laughs> All right, you can go. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I'm going from – this is in no particular order. I've stopped really doing – like, oh, I care about order. Best to, yeah. Okay. Um, this is no particular order. Sure. So, uh, wings of any kind, perfect for a game, obviously. Uh, I like hot garlic parm wings. Like a Dude. little spicy. Yeah. A little tang. I get you. You know? Um, buffalo chicken dip, number two. Can't go wrong with a good buff chick dip. No,
1: you
0: can't. Uh, either, chick- either, chick- <laughs> either with like a pita bread or... Or like a tortilla chip, you know.
1: I prefer tortilla chips, but yeah, I can yeah. see pita bread working good with that too. Um, or pita chips. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah
0: that makes sense, yeah. Uh, nachos of any kind, Or three, pulled pork. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, chili nachos, uh, chicken nachos, uh, steak nachos, any type of nachos. I made nachos for a Browns game earlier this year, and they were... Parfait.
1: Oh, I remember that. Yeah.
0: No, I, they were like pork
1: nachos, right? Were they pork or chicken? Chicken. They, they were, chicken. were chicken. Yeah, they were they chicken. They were very good. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember that. I, oh, I, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was a good, we had a good food day. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was, I had like a fever, so I like crashed halfway through the game, but yeah. I did get to enjoy the food. So,
0: yeah. yeah. The Browns lost that game, but. Uh, I don't remember what bad. game that was. Oh, it was the Saints. That was the Saints. Saints game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four for me are pretzel bites. And I'm talking like the, like the soft pretzel ones. Even if you get the cheap ones that are like two dollars at the grocery the, store, like the black and in the box, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 just uh, uh, warming those up in the oven and uh, having like a nacho cheese like dipping sauce or even a queso.
1: You know, Fantastic. you know who got me into that?
0: Uh,
1: you, uh, Teresa's friend Rachel always brings that to every like hangout. Yeah. I never actually really cared about those until recently. <laughs> they're,
0: good. they're they're a good tailgate watch party food. Yeah, something to munch on. Uh, and then number five, chili. Uh, for me, my like my own chili, the chili that I make, and then I'll use that to put on like nachos or, or even just eat a bowl of it uh, while I'm watching a yeah, game. So I usually sure. do that every year for the Super Bowl. I make uh, my own chili, so that's my list. Nice. I'll
1: go next. All right. So this is weird, but okay. we basically have the same list minus one. <laughs> <But> <laughs> How dare you? So I'm gonna go from last to first because technically this is the order but I love all this stuff number five for me is also chili Um, I recently made my own chili recipe and I really like it and I've been doing that a couple times this fall and winter Um, but I love trying other people's chili Mm -hmm. Uh, there's something about that in the cold which is when football season is usually and it's just a great combo Uh, ribs Um, I absolutely love ribs um, all different styles, although I prefer Texas style. But I'm all down for some Memphis style or some Kansas City or whatever other options there are out there. Um, You you and Paul have made ribs before for watch parties, and they're really good. Um, well, mine are really good. Yeah. You hear we'll that? go with that.
0: Did you hear that, Paul? I enjoyed Paul's. Mine food. are really good. I enjoyed
1: Paul's rub a lot. It was very good. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, weird. <laughs> Very strange. <comment. laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> number three. Nothing uh, like laughing
2: at your own joke. It was so good.
1: <laughs> number three is definitely nachos. Um, I prefer chicken or pork nachos, although if it's decent quality ground beef, count me in. Um, chicken wings, Caribbean jerk is my favorite, or garlic farm. <laughs> I'm so immature. Yeah, why are we... Uh, <laughs> I am holidays? so immature. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Buffalo Chicken Dip is my absolute favorite uh, watch party food. It's amazing. It's delicious. Buff yeah. Chick Dip. Buff Chick it's Dip. It's where it's at. Bra. Bra. I don't know why I what say are they? That. What do people say now? Bra or bra?
0: Or I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the kids are saying. I don't know. I remember for a while it was bra. They're it's like, lit. Hey, bra. I don't know. That, that, seems to be, that seems to be the hot
2: steam now. Now mine is much more simple. It Has it's like not even close to what you guys. M and M's. Man, M and M's did not make the list. Um, Doritos did actually. Oh, so those, okay. that's number five. Uh, number four, popcorn. As Dan knows, I cannot watch a game hardly without no. popcorn.
1: Like you mean like microwave popcorn or like no, pre-bagged so, popcorn? So
0: it uh, doesn't matter. So. Steve and I, especially when we were younger, we would go to probably 10 to 15 Cavs games a year, and I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever been to a game with him, especially a Cavs game, where he's not gotten popcorn. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, number one, because the popcorn at the Q is just really good, but also because Steve freaking loves popcorn.
2: Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: number three, chicken tenders. Okay, that's a classic. I love chicken tenders. Two, um, whoever said soft pretzels earlier, that is something that really hits the
0: spot. Soft pretzel bites.
2: Yeah, the the bites or or the big ones that you have to peel off. Either either one is great. Don't do it, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Dan,
1: Dan. I didn't say anything. Number one,
2: this is a little out there. Nobody's mentioned any real dessert items yet. Um, Ice cream sandwiches. What? Yes. What? I thi- no 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 seriously. When we when we were outside for the New Orleans game, it was about ninety something degrees, and by the third quarter, we went to the to the freezer in Dan's garage, and there were ice cream sandwiches in there. <laughs> That's I right. Felt <laughs> like I died and went to heaven. Because
0: oh my gosh, this is literally all from one moment. <laughs> Kelly brought Kelly brought a couple boxes of them. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Shout that out is, Kelly. <laughs> that is so
1: funny. I love that. I Gotta love have a that. dessert. That's I that's mean, number
0: one. That, if, if you're, if you're, so if you host a watch party and Steve's there, make sure you get the ice cream sandwiches. Ice cream sandwiches are in watch party. Yep. Oh man. That's funny. I, I thought this was gonna be boring because I saw the list that me and Jordan put together, but nope. Always count on Steve to throw something in from left field. That's right. Ice cream it's sandwiches. It's all
1: good. Ice cream sandwiches. I like. What it.
0: brand of ice cream sandwiches?
1: Well, okay,
0: since this is the
2: Living Off the Land podcast and we're all things Cleveland, I'll go with Pierre's. Hey,
0: yes. hey, uh. nice, Steve. Quality Cleveland company on the east right. side. Yep. I
1: like that. That was they different.
0: have a they have a stand at Progressive Field, don't they? Wait till you taste it. That no. Okay, all right. I need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Dan is going to... I'm just going with the Dan slogan. Dan is whatever literally he, reaching for the right now, I, here. I'm going <laughs> to get a censored by the FCC. <clears throat> you see,
1: the FCC won't let me be... So
0: let me be me or let me see. You're going to shut me down on MTV because it feels so empty without, without me. me. need a bowling night. Yeah, we do need to bowl. Because that, 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 that's when that song comes out of me. Yeah. Actually,
1: yes. Dan has a great time every time we bowl. A great time. Yeah. You always are, you always like really get into Cosmic the bowling. Cosmic
0: bowling when they, when they bring out the music videos. You get and into the bowling All the music. Spirit. It's a blast in the glass. <laughs> okay. I, that Parma bowling place is the best. Roll house entertainment. Oh, my word. Used to be freeway lanes. Yeah.
1: But even, it was good even back then, too, I feel like. It was, I was, it was actually there. at their Solon location maybe about a month ago,
2: and it's it's super fun. There um, you go, super fun. Yeah. Some of them even have bocce courts. They have Which different cool. stuff at different locations. One has laser tag, one has, you know, they usually have arcade space, uh, they usually have a bar. Um, the place in Solon, I think the one in Parma as well, has a certain, like maybe six or eight lanes that are kind of off to the side behind the wall um, for like private uh, parties and stuff.
0: So. Yeah. Shout out Roll House Entertainment. We should review them sometime Yeah, let's do it Well, we're gonna We gotta do a bowling night Hell yes Yeah You You've bowled with
1: us before, right? Oh, yes Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that Yeah, yeah, yeah Definitely, yeah Yep It's just all a blur All the bowling Uh, I've done in my life It's just a big blur (laughs) All right, all right. Jordan, do you know What a turkey is? Is a turkey when You They, like, are on both Like, there's two pins On either side or something No, that's No Good God, no Never mind <laughs> I don't
0: know. Wait, it's a turkey. wait a minute. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Hold on. I should have had this queued up.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we're getting the sound effect. Uh, I sh- I, what, can you explain that again? Uh, is a turkey <laughs> when there's two pins on either side and you have to hit one of them and have it shoot across the lane? I don't know. I'm not sure what it is, to be honest.
0: <laughs> what you described <laughs> was a split. It's A split. Oh. A turkey is three strikes in a row. Turkeys oh. when you s- I, three how, strikes. How in a row. am I
1: supposed to know that? What's
0: what's a uh, what's what's four strikes in a row? That'd be a four bagger. Yeah. Isn't there another term for it too? Isn't that a four? Uh, striker? I don't know if there is or not. I just know it's. All right. Well, we're way off the track, so. Um, it's isn't, good. That, isn't that a four Sorry. strike in a rower? Sure. Okay, Jordan. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's be dumb. <laughs> let's be. All right. Pull the week. The LOTL poll of the week. <laughs>
1: That's the the song. Yeah. The okay. Great theme
2: song. Uh, Are you a New Year's resolution person? Look
0: at this guy. He doesn't even have he doesn't even have the notes and he knows it. So uh, yes, yeah, Steve was right St- exactly word for word. And I'll just. Are we going around the table? Yeah, we'll go around the table first. I'll I'll just lead off
2: by saying that, really, whenever I have a goal, I just go after it. It it doesn't matter if it's January or July or October or, what have you. So, not really specific when it comes to resolutions. I mean,
1: yeah, that's just me.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, me? Uh, I do not do New Year's resolutions. Um, I like the idea of kind of, not officially or formally just kind of thinking of something you would like to do differently but don't make it super formal don't make a list don't make, I like for instance last year i told myself try not to make it or don't make excuses at your work so i made that just a goal of mine while i'm at work just to not make an excuse you know if i do something dumb own up to it and whatever right um <clears throat> but I do not do New Year's resolutions. No, um, I do like looking back and pondering on the year and thinking of some things I could do better. But I don't make like a list. I don't get like real serious about it or anything like that.
0: No? Yeah, that actually is kind of a good lead into to my thoughts on it. <coughs> I don't. I, I generally don't do New Year's resolutions either. But I do. I I feel like I should do it more often. But. I don't like people who do New Year's resolutions like, I need to lose weight, or I need to stop drinking, or (laughs) I need to stop smoking. Like, big, huge, like, goals where you don't have, like, any way set up to attain that. So, like, for me, I think it's much more practical. Say, okay, your goal is to lose weight. So, your New Year's resolution should be not to eat out as much. Yeah, Okay. Or you're so give yourself or like your New a Year's tangible re- thing. Yeah. Or yeah. your New Year's resolution should be, uh, you know, the opposite of eating out is cooking dinner at home more. Yeah. Or, if uh, you know you want to slow down or stop your drinking, if you go out have one beer instead of four or five. Right. Right. Small, like sp- small specific things to achieve those goals, rather right. than just say. I want to lose. I, I want to lose weight, or I'm going to join a gym. Okay, well, yeah, that's not really hard to go join a gym. Right. The right. difficult part is to go. You need to make.
1: I get that. So give yourself attainable, tangible goals. Yeah. That will
0: ultimately get you yeah. to that
1: main goal. Yeah. That you're thinking. So
0: of. rather than just say, "Oh, I want to," I'm going to join a gym. My my, go, my resolution is to join a gym. Yeah. How about you uh, make a resolution? Say, "Hey, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week." Mm-hmm. Okay. Rather than just blanketly say I'm going to join a gym yeah. or I'm going to stop smoking or yeah. you know whatever it is. Yeah. So for me, I think resolutions are practical. I think they're good. Um, but if they're more specific and uh, more like objective oriented rather than just like some big goal, I think.
1: I think that's true of a lot of things in life when you're trying to achieve a, yeah. Achieve a goal. Yeah.
0: Um, Because you can easily
1: overwhelm yourself. Yeah, for sure. You do all these, like, easy, like, superficial steps. Like you said, join a gym. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. And then you're like, wow, look at this, and you're all hyped up, but it's almost like you overhype yourself, and then you get overwhelmed when you realize, oh my goodness, like, yeah. I don't know what to do with all this stuff. Like I, because you didn't, you didn't plan out two, three days that you can dedicate to the gym. Right. You know, you didn't do so. Then you're kind of just lost, and you're you you give up, and that's why I think a lot of people. You know, give the up difficult thing is, it, particularly if somebody's goal is to lose
2: weight, in the winter time, it's darker, it's colder, it's more naturally difficult to get yourself off the couch. It's, it's funny because you go and, and you go to the gym and you see that it's packed like at every hour of the night or the afternoon, especially the now. So, yeah. and that just makes it really, really like, it's almost demotivating when, when you can't get on a machine because there's no machines available. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that's it's actually the winter point. time is a really awful time to try to make a goal like that. Yeah. Then the, the alternative is, well, I'll just train outside. Well. I've been a distance runner for twenty years, and I can tell you it is way harder to train in January than it is like, in April yeah. or October or in July. So, I guess the point is: to stick with it. Don't really feel like you if you're not making the goal immediately. You know, don't give up. I right. think I think a lot of people uh, if they if they're not making the first two weeks, they they just kind of throw in the towel. Yeah, you know, just no. I'm I, not a motivational speaker, but that's just no. That uh, makes you a, know,
1: that's a good point. Some of these goals. Probably should be done not at jan- in January, but at a different time of the year, maybe. Even. Yeah,
0: for sure. That's uh, fair to yourself. So for our poll results, uh, they were pretty similar. Eighty-three um, percent said no on Twitter. Seventeen percent said yes. Facebook, eighty percent said no. Twenty percent said yes. So I feel like New Year's resolution was like a bigger th- resolutions was a bigger thing, like with like our parents' generation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just it's like It's more of an old school yeah. thought. Like not like so much now like with with technology and social media and stuff like we're so like focused on like a second to second minute to minute basis that it's hard to like make goals for like the whole year. Yeah. So it's hard for it's hard for like people like us and younger to make like a resolution like I want to go this whole year without this whole year doing something or this whole year without doing something or, you know, blah, blah, blah. When we're just constantly, like, looking at our phones and, you know, looking at something to do the next, like, five minutes. Or,
1: yeah, or, you know, the way people make plans nowadays isn't how they used to make them. Yeah. It's chaotic now. You might think, okay, tonight I'm going to go to the gym. But then you you see your group chat light up and, you're like, yo, we're, we're over here at happy hour. And you're like, ah, oh, I kind of want to do that. And you do that. Where in the old days, you wouldn't have your phone light up and tell you, hey, let's go to happy hour. You'd have literally dedicated that evening to whatever you dedicated it to. So let's say that was going to the gym. If someone gave you a call right before you left for the gym, hey, do you want to go to... You'd kind of be like, I mean, maybe, but I already set aside this night to go to the gym. Sorry. Not going to lie. My original plan for tonight
2: was to go to the gym, and Dan texted me at 530 to (coughs) do the podcast. So, hell... There you go. Perfect Modern example.
1: technology is bad for your health. Texting is what that means. <laughs> that's actually that's really not to say I'd rather be at the gym. Dan, I'm very happy to be on that's the show. Actually, that's actually a really, that's a good example. I like that
0: example. Uh, all right. Well, so that was our poll of the week. Uh, thanks for everybody who voted. Uh, continue to vote on our polls and uh, interact with us. We, we love it. So uh, let's talk about some Browns football, huh, guys? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. So, do that season. Uh, did both of you guys watch the game against the Ravens? Yes.
2: I only watched the second half because I was at the TSO concert. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I remember you said that. How was that, by the way? Oh, uh, that was a great show, actually. Oh, you went to that. We were, yeah. we previewed that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Christmassy rock music, you know? Yeah. It's, if you've not seen it before, you're thinking, well, what the heck is that? Well... It's everybody, cool
0: everybody has to go to a TSO show once at least once in their life yeah because sure. cause really they play the same songs every single time every single time you see them yeah but like uh the special effects and the story and all that stuff's always different so um but it, it's a great show the The pyro the lights all their like special effects that they have it's so cool so uh yeah glad it was cool glad you got to go um yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, Browns. Yeah, Browns Ravens. <laughs> what were we talking yeah. about? <laughs> I,
2: missed, All right. I missed most of the crappy first half
0: on this put. Yeah, yeah. Day. So what a what a what a uh, what a crazy game uh, Sunday was. So the Ravens have like completely like the Browns have completely changed uh, their season. Both teams have won five out of six going into uh, Sunday's game. So both teams are on a huge roll. Uh, and the Ravens, like the Browns, have totally changed their season outlook. Middle of season, um, they did it by replacing, uh, changing quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Flacco got hurt and then never got the job back when he got healthy. And they switched to Lamar Jackson. They switched more to like a college-aged, you know, RPO, but majority of QB runs and uh, dives um, for uh, their offense. While the Browns, they, you know, as we know, fired Hugh Jackson, or the clown, as, uh, as <laughs> some of our, some of our, uh, Cleveland media like to uh, call him, uh, nowadays. So, uh, and, and the Browns uh, elevated Freddie Kitchens, offensive coordinator and play calling, and uh, the Browns' offense took off. Uh, they've been the second-rated offense in the NFL since they made that coaching change, um, and that's. That's obviously been a catalyst for um, their success in the second half of the season. Uh, but this is an interesting game because the Browns – so the first time we played the Ravens, Joe Flacco was quarterback. So everything that the Ravens did in the first meeting was thrown out the window. Because And the Browns have not seen uh, this offense that the Ravens ran with Lamar Jackson. And it literally was just, uh, you know, option, RPOs, uh, all that stuff. That's all they ran. They either – Either Lamar Jackson handed it off to the running back who just ran straight ahead, or he kept it uh, if the defense is crashing down on the running back and gain yards that way. And the Browns could not figure it out. They could not figure it out. Uh, I was texting with uh, uh, an old coworker of mine who's a high school football coach, and uh, he was kind of explaining to me what was going on and what the Browns needed to do and what they weren't doing. And then they kind of did it a couple times, and, and he texted me then and uh, told me that that's what they were supposed to do and who was out of position and stuff, so uh, that was cool to get that perspective. Um, needless to say, Jabril Peppers was out of position a lot. Joe Schobert was out of position a lot. Jamie Collins is out of position a lot. And the Ravens uh, attacked that. Jamie Collins is always out of position. Jamie Collins, I don't know if he's going to play another down for the Cleveland Browns. So... But, um... The Browns kind of figured it out a little bit in the second half. Uh, they got the offense going a little bit. Baker Mayfield set the rookie record for touchdowns for, by a quarterback passing in a season. Broke the record tied by Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. So that's a, And he did it in 13 games because he's only started 13 games. So that's an incredible achievement. Uh, both Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning started 16 games in, in their respective seasons. Uh, to get to twenty twenty six, Baker had twenty seven, so he broke it. Um, but, uh, what I mean, what a, what a game! Like the Browns had nothing to play for, and yet I was well,
1: pride. I mean, the, well, yeah, but yeah.
0: Th- they had, no, I, I know what you compared mean. Compared to the Ravens, who were right. playing for a playoff spot in the division and, and championship, see, like
1: I've, I saw a lot of Browns fans like really frustrated by the end, and I get that, and it's easy for me to say as who, someone who's not a Browns fan, but like I didn't think there was any reason to be that disappointed like you were up against pure desperation for one thing you were up against what the number two defense in the league or the number mm-hmm. one defense in the league yeah and y'all still had a very good chance that I mean you know it's it, it, it is what it is like I think the Browns ended their season technically on a high note I would well if say. they wouldn't
0: gotten screwed by the refs again for, I missed, for like the fourth game this season I missed that part what what happened I heard something <sighs> so happened. The Ravens were up twenty to seven. This was right before halftime. Okay. Uh, They were down near the Browns' goal line, and it was, I believe, it was third down. It may have been second, but uh, Lamar Jackson uh, has a uh, QB keeper. He tries to jump over the line and jump into the end zone, Uh, and the ball is punched out. Now the ref blew the whistle because he said he got over the over the line. Yeah. Well. Jabril Peppers had picked up the fumble and was returning it for a touchdown. So it's like similar
1: to what happened in, against Oakland, where they, they called forward progress off the one fumble, even though it was clearly a blatant fumble. Do you remember that? Right, but,
0: but this would have ended up, this would have been a, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But they blew the whistle because the, the one side judge who was monitoring the goal line uh, said he had crossed the plane. So they blew the whistle. So right at that point, that play is dead. Now, they can review it, and if there's a clear recovery uh, by the defense, they can award the ball to the defense. But they can't give Jabril Peppers the touchdown. Okay, okay. So they go to replay. They, they ruled the a touchdown. They go to replay, and it's clear that the ball never crossed the goal line. He reaches out, and then he sees that uh, somebody's coming to punch at the ball, and he brings it back. Well, when he reaches the ball out, it doesn't cross the plane. So as he's bringing the ball back, I think it was Larry Ogunjobi just punched at the ball, and it just flew right out of his hands. (laughs) Nice. And Jabril Peppers picked it up and was going to run it back for a 95-yard touchdown. But the whistle blew. So rather than the score being 20-14, to the Browns did get the ball after the replay, but they had the ball at their own 6-yard line and ended up going 3-and-out and and punting. So the refs took... Yeah. Six seven points off the board, for yeah. the Browns right I there. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And if they would have gotten that, the Browns the Browns only lost by two, so Browns would have won the game if they would have gotten that. So, and it's not like it's not like you know it's a it's a drop pass for a first down that should have been a catch. No, that was directly a touchdown. Like they took point the refs took points off the board for the Browns. It would have made it twenty to fourteen going into halftime which is a heck of a lot better than 20-7. to seven. And, you know, the Browns came out, scored a It'd touchdown. It would be a different game at that point. Oh, sure. absolutely. I, going in down by one score yeah. compared to
2: two with the half, that's that's a big deal. Well, especially, especially considering she, the Browns had the ball to start the second half. then they up going right down the got to touchdown. Gotta, you
1: you got to think, too, football is very much a sport <laughs> of, of momentum. Like, there, there could be a play that seemingly isn't that awful – but it's the momentum yep. that is screwed. So, uh in that in that situation, you fumble at the goal line mm-hmm. and in return, instead of just losing the ball, you actually the other team gets a gets seven points out of it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's humiliating. No that's debilitating. Like that is that will take a toll on you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So um, and you saw that a lot in some of the college bowl games this past weekend too. That's just how football works. Like there are like fourth downs or another yeah. play, fourth down conversions, yeah. those type of plays have they just knocked the wind out of the opposing team. So yeah, I agree that that would have changed the. It would have changed the way that game was going. You know, it would have already put them on a high note going into halftime, as opposed to the way they had mm-hmm. to. You know recover and then restart that process after halftime but you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean you know, it's this season unfortunately and I don't know if you want to get into this already but I think it was a great season for Browns fans. I mean, you again, we one one win was a bad, was an improvement, which yeah. is sad to say, but yeah. they actually did decent. Like they competed in almost every game they played in. Yep. They had some truly bizarre losses that are just baffling when when you look back at it. And you could easily make the argument that had someone else been at the helm from the Mm -hmm. beginning, they may have actually made the playoffs. I mean, they were that close as it was, and that's, that's, you know... Having blown four games they shouldn't have blown. I mean, you know, it, it's it's hard to swallow, but it's a very positive season. Baker Mayfield's amazing. Like, how, you couldn't ask for much better of a of a performance from a, a rookie? Yeah,
0: I you mean, know? if uh, I mean, there, to me, there's there's two instances that you go back to, uh, and they were at both at the beginning of the year. If the Browns just make that field goal in overtime against the Steelers, <laughs> yeah. And not get it blocked.
1: Even right before overtime, remember? Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, yeah,
0: two times. Yeah, or if the refs wouldn't have screwed the Browns over multiple times in the Raiders game, Mm -hmm. uh, that game against the Ravens last week would have been for the division championship. Yeah,
1: or, sorry to bring bad memories, Browns actually had what should have been a one-point advantage in the Saints game with like 30 (laughs) seconds to go, 40 seconds to go, and they missed the extra point. Yep. In a game where they already missed multiple extra points. He missed four kicks in that game. It's, Gonzalez, just, like, man. it's just like, you look at these. Right, right. really just. Oh. You look at these things and you just are kind of like, wow. It's hard to be like super upset, but it's also hard to not think of those things as well because the Browns really could have been fighting for the division title realistically.
0: Yeah. Man. You go from. Uh, not winning a game to then having to live through uh, the referees screwing the Browns in multiple games, keeping them from a chance of division at the division championship at the last game of the year. It's a game of inches. That's how far. It, that's it how really that's, that, that's how far this this team has come. I mean, that's the yeah. good thing. It was a game of game. inches now. It was a game of miles
2: last uh, oh last God, couple it's, seasons.
0: It's like so. it was a game game of miles two months ago mm. when. Uh, the entire fortunes of the organization changed when they fired Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, and almost simultaneously
2: sunk the fortunes of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, right. Is hilarious. Oh, that
0: is oh actually, my gosh! Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> talk about a downfall. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the the so let's, so get this: the Raven or the Bengals were five and three before they brought on Hugh Jackson. They went one and seven the rest of the year. The Browns, bizarre. the Browns. Were two six and one, or two five and one, with Hugh Jackson, they were five and three without him in the second half of the season.
2: And, and this has been the story of the of the second half: the fact that the Bengals have been going down, the Browns have been going up, and the whole yep. Baker Mayfield versus Hugh Jackson thing. But just within the last week, you look around the rest of the division. There's a big story developing in Pittsburgh now. You've uh, got oh my not only, word, no what's going joke. on there? Not only did they not play with Le'Veon Bell the entire season. Now, Antonio Brown is, has gone, you know, went AWOL the week of yeah. the last game of the season yeah. when they're fighting to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Like, all their stars are, like, are, are just angry, I guess. And it just goes to show you that when and these guys think they're bigger than the team, right? you, know, you have no team. Well, and that's why the Steelers
1: are not playing in January this year. And Roethlisberger is...
0: And, and they're not playing in January because of the Browns.
1: <laughs> yeah. that, that's true. Because yep. of the tie.
0: Yep. <laughs> No, well, yeah, because the Browns lost to the Ravens and knocked them out. Yeah. And it was, it, it, If nothing else, it was an amazing consolation prize that the last week for the Browns season, Yeah, they were either going to knock out the Steelers or the or Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. Did you ever think in your life that the Pittsburgh Steelers and their fans
2: would all be in the stadium after their game had chanting. ended, watching the big screen, and basically chanting, here we go, Brownies, here we go? Like, did... did did that ever occur to you as even remotely possible no yeah.
0: it's kind of embarrassing if it's honestly Steelers hilarious yeah. it's hilarious i and, and you, you can you can uh uh you can vouch for this if the if the if the uh, roles had been reversed saying we were at Brown Stadium and we had just won, but we needed the Steelers to beat the ravens you would not you would not hear me chanting let's hear me chanting no. let's go Steelers. No. you know. Because um, you're always a believer in taking care of your own business. Me, if I'm it if it if it happens, fine. But I'm not gonna uh, uh I don't even know if that's a word, but I know the word you were trying yeah. to say. Vociferously, there it is. Yeah, exactly. uh, I would not be rooting for the Steelers to win out, out, if, out loud. if a win by the Steelers or the Patriots I think, or I think Satan's loud, Army would have I, gotten I, my <laughs> team
1: in,
2: I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I think. That. I think
1: the key for Dan is a lot of fans maybe would it vocally express that. Like there's been like to like okay, good example. Like there's been times in the past Premier League right where I was like. Oh, kind of need arsenal to beat this team like i'm never gonna publicly announce hey i hope arsenal wins today but like you know i'm like hey you know if they win and great it helps out spurs sure yeah but you know well, i'm not you're ne- not gonna vote you'd never hear vocal. you would never
0: right. see me caught dead in brown right. stadium after right. a game chanting let's go Steelers!" right right Never. Um,
1: so why don't we why don't we wrap up brown's talk dan i'm curious your thoughts like there's probably a few more things we need to get to on this, but well, I I really want to know, before we get to the head coach stuff, I really want to know, compared to what we said at the beginning, mm-hmm. which is kind of when we started the podcast too, Yeah, looking back, like, obviously positives, but is this what you thought the end of this season was going to be like? Like, what you realistically, in your gut, thought this upcoming season was going to be? Uh...
0: No. I I don't you know, I don't I'd have to go back and see what our predictions were for the season for the Browns like win totals and stuff. I don't remember what I said or what any of us said. But so much happened in the season like I remember I predicted four or five games. Yeah, I don't I I'm I'm always the eternal optimist when it comes to the Browns. Like last year I was an idiot and thought they could win like seven, eight games. They won zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's so great when
2: that prediction right. actually
0: comes true, right? Um, I'm sure I probably said something like, "Hey, the things bounced the right way, uh, seven and nine. But I also, at the beginning of the season, didn't foresee Baker Mayfield even playing. So I
2: remember
1: that show. Yes, oh, well, not. Well, yeah, I mean, we all thought
0: Tara okay. Taylor was going to play the whole the whole right. season. We all kind of were like,
1: this is going to be Baker's like sit and watch season." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so, me. Not Steve. I said he wasn't making it out of September.
0: Wow. Toot, toot your own horn, why don't you? Look at this guy. That's the second time I've done it on this show. So. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I, I – man. All right, here's another question. What a I want wild to, ride this season's question. been, I want honestly. To roll,
1: I, want, I want to roll this by you. Um, I know for a fact none of us oh. confidently predicted they would have made the playoffs. So. Yep. I can't say any of us are disappointed about that they didn't. Mm-hmm. But what is the most exciting or positive thing to come out of this uh, out of this season for you? Oh God,
0: it's easy. It's not it, to me. It's not. Even close. I feel like I know the answer. The Browns have a franchise quarterback for okay, the next yeah, fifteen years. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, for me. That's. I mean, we're going into the off season now, where where we don't have to care. We don't have to care about uh, who's coming out as a quarterback. I mean, I don't really care. People are saying that this is a really bad class for quarterbacks this year. I don't care. Who cares? The Browns have their quarterback for the next 15 years. Um, for me, that that's it. And then, um, you know, obviously, you know, we'll get into it in a couple minutes here, but, uh, you know, who's going to be the head coach moving forward? Uh, that's, the, that's the other biggest storyline for me uh, for the team. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know about you guys. You know, as, as more of a neutral fan,
1: um, I feel a huge sense of relief knowing that Browns fans have an amazing quarterback now, franchise quarterback, a dude who cares, a dude yeah. with attitude. He's one of those, like, honestly kind of cutthroat guys, too. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff he says, you're like, ooh, it's controversial, when in reality he's just being cutthroat and he's young so he's gonna say stuff like a tom brady has that same brutal like just just annihilate your enemy he just he's older so he just doesn't say some of the stuff that baker says but like you can tell baker has that that killer instinct Mm -hmm. you see it in his eyes and I, and you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. I think obviously that's the best thing to come out. I think another he's, great
0: thing um, he's just he's just so old school about it. Like he's so competitive. Like if you're right, not with right. him you're against him. There right. is no, right. there is no gray area, and and, and that's the stuff we saw with, with Hugh Jackson. Like all the, you know, we covered it. Steve wrote about it. Which you is, you know, he not, he went to he went to a division rival. So Baker's right. like, f you. I'm done with you. Like I'm going to try and beat your ass. And I
1: tell you right now,
0: and I'm going to let you know about it, and I'm going to let everybody who wants to hear about it know about it. I tell you right now, if you are not hyped up about that as a Browns fan, oh your priorities are the, in the wrong spot. Like, <laughs> so I I. I before, right before we started, I Baker Mayfield has the seventh highest selling jersey in the NFL.
2: The only shocking thing is that there's six guys higher than
0: that. Yeah, I mean so I think the guys higher uh were Tom Brady was number one okay. still, which whatever. I don't Screw think Tom that's Brady. shocking though, because that's a testament to the Browns fans. Well that that and, and that's where I was that's where I was gonna go next. That's where yeah yeah. That's where I was going to go next. Uh my my other biggest like pinnacle moment of the season was just seeing the city's love affair with the team again. Yeah, the uh, Browns technically finished under five hundred, and you would think that it was the way that the city was reacting that mm-hmm. uh, LeBron was still here in the Cavs were in the finals. Yeah, like when we won that game to open the fridges. The mm-hmm. first game, oh yeah, yeah against yeah, the Jets, yeah. like it was like it was like the Cavs won the championship. Now, obviously, now obviously, they're you know there in a way the
2: reactions were kind of similar. I'm not, yeah. I was
0: downtown the night of Game Seven of the Finals in Oh, so was I, and it did
2: it did sort of have
0: that vibe to it. Like I'll I'll say I'll say this: uh, people weren't dancing in the streets till all hours of the night right. like they were in, for the finals because that's a championship, right? Yeah. But uh, just the utter humanity that was downtown for that night. Uh, bars oh, all we, around Cleveland we were went, packed. We like, went dude, to Game On, like, which is just an average
1: was like nuts. bar in Lakewood, and it was jam-packed. Nuts. I mean, literally people were pouring out of the garage door open, you know, the yeah. garage door. Like, I mean, that's that's like a playoff atmosphere. Oh, my gosh. And then do you remember the stadium? Like, oh, you yeah. could
0: hear it. Like, you could hear yep. how crazy the stadium atmosphere yeah, yeah. was. Like, yeah. yeah, that's... Yeah, people like like when John Dorsey, when John Dorsey was hired, and he talked about uh, awaking the sleeping giant. He wasn't just talking about the team; he was talking about the city and the fan base. Like there, I'm telling you right now, people may may think I'm crazy. you oh, you're just a homer, whatever. There's no like there's no fan base in the NFL like the Browns fan base. I think that's accurate because you look at how awful they've been. I,
1: I've, I've not even in like a mean way. The Browns in the past twenty years, or whatever, are literally like the worst professional sports franchise yeah. in all the four
0: Like we, American we, have, sports. we like, have, we have, we uh, have guys overseas doing Browns podcasts and right. flying in to go to Browns games from England four times a year. Shout out Paul Brown. Uh, oh yeah, that guy uh, yeah. of the. Uh, uh the Paul Brown podcast uh overseas in England. Uh definitely want to reach out to him and get him oh, on the yeah. show. That'd but be great. He's awesome. His his uh his always uh his, his uh battle cry is come on the Browns. Yeah, very, which I love. It's such perfect. a soccer very it's such a soccer-y. soccer chant. <laughs> like come on the Spurs or yeah, yeah. uh come on the the tune army or something. Come on, come on, something. Come on or,
2: they, I mean, literally in in Newcastle they say "Highway the Lads," which yeah. literally translated means "Come on the Boys." Yeah. So it's, right, yeah, it's right,
0: and that's like that's like like come on the Browns. Like that's so like I love it. I love right. it. Right. Um. But but that you know that's what it is, and it's it's like that all over the world. I mean, there's Browns backers clubs all over the world, and people people talk about how how the Steelers travel everywhere, and how you see. Yellow towels everywhere and everything. It's easy when your team has been good every year for the last That's, twenty years. You said it right there. You said it right Just there. Just wait until next year if the Browns win the AFC North and host a playoff game. I oh my god! Been waiting
1: twenty years for that. You know you talk about like how oh, the Packers are the best small market. Blah, blah. Man, yeah, twenty. Ever since the team returned, it'll be. It'll like, be. They've not won a division. It'll since be twenty. Since they it'll.
0: It'll be twenty-five years next year since <laughs> the Browns have hosted a playoff game. <laughs> Back in 1994, that was the year of the O.J. Simpson
2: chase. Bill Clinton was the president. The USA hosted the World Cup.
1: And, and Houston Rockets are the best team in basketball. Yes, they were. Um, they were. It I in the dream. I want to say something, too. Like, you know, I see the Browns potentially becoming, like, you know how the Packers are so revered. Oh, they small little... Yeah, small little town, but yet they support the huge NFL franchise. They're everywhere. Packers fans. I, I see the Browns as like, and they, and they even have a jump on the Packers in that they're actually a medium-sized city in the U.S. Yeah. as opposed to a little tiny town. So like, it's gonna be nuts. Yeah. It's gonna be nuts. And you're right. A lot of these, you know, a lot of there's a lot of uh, Steelers fans, Packers. Yeah, when you're again, when you're successful, you're gonna attract fans from everywhere, and you get all these bandwagon fans. You know that's great. I'm not saying that those fan fan bases aren't also diehards, but the Browns are something else, man. And it's all in a weird way. The Browns are almost like religious in the way some of the Cubs fans are, like Mm -hmm. sticking with a gross team, just terrible franchise year year after year after year after year after year, and. I just can't wait for them to be good because it's going to be awesome to just see that atmosphere. And it's going to be way b- bigger and you know this more than anyone than anything that the Cavs could have ever put out. I mean, the Indians give you a hint of how crazy Cleveland fans can be because mm-hmm. they're probably the sec- they are the second biggest team in the city. Yeah. But the Browns
0: are the be- the biggest team in the city, so yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be close. it's going to be crazy. Like the, yeah, the, the Cavs and, and and a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was the first championship in 52 years, but the Cavs right, put right. 1.3 million people downtown for a parade. Yeah, right. Like, if the Browns win a Super Bowl in the next five years, the the city of Cleveland will burn to the ground. Right. Like, yeah. in it celebration. Will
2: outdo what the Cavs did in 2016. I, I think if the Indians have won the World Series in 16 or 17, it might not have outdone it just because it was so no. soon afterward. Agreed. But... We've had enough time now that I think the, this. It,
1: would, this it, would be I better. don't know though. The, it, if you look at the money, if you look at the sales, the Indians way outsold the cat the Cavs gear just by gear alone. Like it, it wasn't even close. I, I would back that because I was downtown for Game Seven as well. I would, and the crowds were just as big. I, I, I would,
0: I would uh, go as far to say that uh, if the Browns were to win a Super Bowl in the next five years, and like. We can actually talk about this and not like laugh at it, laugh at ourselves, right, 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 right. not in pie in the sky terms. Like it no, yeah. before. no. So by like obviously, okay, you know, if the if the uh, if the Giants if the New York Giants win a Super Bowl, like okay, Cleveland's not going to outdraw New York for a parade. That's just but, by volume, but, yeah. But but of a city of similar market size, I'd be willing to bet, and we could probably look this up to see what's the biggest. It would be the biggest parade as far as people in yeah. the history of sport American sports you look at other
2: similar sized cities around the country certainly without those places like Charlotte or Kansas City or Jacksonville right. or even like slightly larger cities like
0: Phoenix or Denver yeah mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't even be much like do, do, do you do you uh, do you do rem- uh, you remember you know you're you come from a, a Philadelphia uh, background do, do you remember the amount of people who were there for the Eagles Parade last I'll year look it up I don't off the top Because of Philadelphia is a much bigger city than Cleveland, and I'd be willing to bet that there would be more more people in Cleveland for the Browns parade than the Eagles and parade. And Philadelphia probably. is a pretty rabid fan base, too. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. In terms of city size, Philadelphia is almost three times as big as
1: Cleveland. In terms of well, metro no, area, it's about uh, twice as large. Uh, uh, they're the fifth biggest city in the U.S. Yeah. Yes. They're right after Houston. Mm-hmm. Most Let people don't see. realize
2: that Houston is actually fourth place in that category, yeah. but they
1: are. And Houston's catching up to Chicago, like,
2: Strangely fast. Yeah, it's because Chicago doesn't have a lot going for itself right now, whereas Houston does. Okay,
1: so they estimated two million for uh, Philly. For the Philly, fi- I, I, I was it's a big deal
2: parade. Yeah, yeah. I'm not
1: yeah. sure if that might be an
2: overestimate, but it was it was
1: huge.
0: Oh yeah. I don't think it's an overestimate but, if you
1: just look at the number. Like,
0: but if the Cavs drew 1.3 million, I, the Browns, I, the Browns would be right there at two million. I right, guarantee right. it. There would literally be people flying in from all over the world to be at that parade. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Hopkins would be at over capacity that.
1: Okay, so would they be I just this is shocking to me. I didn't know it was this big. Guess how big? Do you know how big the Cubs parade was? 5 million. Oh, you knew. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it would be bigger than five minutes? No. I, I don't think it would be no. bigger than that. There yeah. wouldn't be any. There wouldn't yeah. be anywhere to that, put that. that, that many that's people. that's the third
0: biggest city in the country. They were waiting yeah. on that's, that parade for almost that, four generations. Yeah, that's well, the third biggest city in the country. In the, yeah, yeah. F- having a parade for their team for the first time in what 108 with, years, 108 with years. arguably one of the biggest fan bases
1: in yeah. in, in, in American sports. That was a perfect storm. That is, storm yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, a perfect yeah, storm. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I think for for like medium to small market teams, they're uh, going to probably rival. Absolutely. It'll be bigger than the Cavs, no doubt. Yeah.
2: At any rate, you guys like top fives on this show. Uh, you mentioned that Tom Brady was number one in, in jersey sales. Do you care to guess the other five players? I know two. All um, right. I want to I
0: guess. I want to guess. Baker Mayfield. I'll give you two. Okay. Two's Khalil Mack. Yes. Uh, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. No. Really? He's not in the top 10. Saquon Barkley? Yes, he's fifth. Yeah, he's a, he plays in New York. Oh. Sam Darnold? No, ah. he's not in the top ten.
1: Huh. Oh, the receiver with the weird hair. Thanks. G-
0: Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, no. Huh. No, well, he's not. I'm striking out. Look, one of, I'll, one throw, I'll the... throw a bone out there for Jordan. Deshaun Watson. Uh-uh. No. Huh. No.
2: One of them's a really obvious player, and then the other two may be oh. a little less so, but they're both well- included. Zeke Elliott? Yes, okay. Zeke Elliott, and that's not even the really obvious one, but yes.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah, he's 4th trying to think. Oh, Mahomes. Patrick
2: Mahomes
1: is third. Uh, okay,
0: okay. Mahomes. And is then, he the obvious one? And then, yeah, no, actually, you oh. haven't said
1: that. All really right, who's the one obvious yet. one? I can't do it anymore. I can't take it. He's the leader for
0: MVP. Oh, Drew Brees. Yes. Oh. Huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah that, but that, that but, 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 you know, there's, I mean, you know, Baker's not the only rookie up there, but that's because Saquon Barkley plays in New York. And he plays for the A team in New York, not the Jets.
2: Which yeah. one of is going to win the rookie of the year? Baker.
0: It really should be Baker. 100%. Yeah, it absolutely should be. Just for impact, like, yeah. I mean, 100%. you 100%. Yeah. I don't care, you know, and I'm not taking away anything from Saquon Barkley, but, you know, Saquon Barkley had a fantastic year, but he didn't turn around a culture. The Giants still stink. Uh, That's a good point. Didn't turn
2: around the losingest culture. culture in the league. Yeah, yeah. Over the last two decades, And win more games in one season than the Browns did in the last three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's got to be Baker. Uh, Baker set the touchdown record uh, for quarterbacks as a rookie. That too. Um, you know, I'm. You know, I'm not just being biased. It's got to be Baker. No, I, I don't think – yeah,
1: I think you're 100% right. Not to hijack this, but, man, Charles Barkley is fat. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. <laughs> he is. Right. He is. TNT guys on right now. Oh, my
0: God, He is. Wow. Yeah, we got NBA, NBA and TNT on in the background, and, uh, yeah, that caught Steve's attention. Thanks. All right, let's uh, let's let's talk about the big story uh, going out with the Browns before we uh, – Oh, I forgot we haven't even talked about this. Yeah. So, uh, I just want to run through um, the uh, candidates for Browns coach. Uh, First, I'm going to go through guys who are confirmed that the Browns have requested interviews for or have already interviewed. Okay. So, I'll just go through this real quick. Greg Williams, who we know, Browns interim coach. They they interviewed him first on Monday. Uh, Mike McCarthy, former Packers coach. Uh, He was supposed to interview today, but that got pushed back uh, to next week. Uh, here's an interesting name, Steve. Let me let me know what you think of this, Jim Caldwell. Uh,
2: they oh. only interviewed him just to satisfy the minority. I
0: people. I was waiting for him to say that he's he's not even in contention. You don't think so, huh? No, the Lions' no? former coach, former Lions and former Colts Lions. coach, and Colts. he went to the Super Bowl with the Colts. Uh, I mean, they had Peyton Manning. So what is but a... but surprisingly, he had a winning record with the with the Lions. As their head coach, yeah, take him to the playoffs. With the Lions didn't he take them to the playoffs like
1: two years in a row.
0: Yeah, if this was, if this was like, if, like if the Browns had uh, fired Hugh Jackson at the end of last year, like we all know that they should have, and his name surfaced, he'd be intriguing to me last year, because the Browns would be coming off of an zero and sixteen season, and he's a coach that had a winning record with the Lions, who are arguably the other most pathetic franchise in the NFL over the last two decades than the Browns. They're the only other team to uh, go winless in a season, in a 16-game season. Um, so that was an interesting name to me. I don't think I, I also don't think he's uh, going to be hired. But I don't think it was just to uh, satisfy the Rooney rule. I'll get into that uh, in a little bit, uh, name some other candidates. Uh, Nick Stefanski, who was the interim offensive coordinator with the Vikings, took over for uh, John d after he was fired uh, late in the year um, he's a young up and coming offensive coach which is the fad uh, in the NFL I don't he interviewed today I don't think he has he's a serious candidate I think more so he was interviewed to see if maybe uh, the next incoming coach would want to bring him in as an offensive coordinator um, rather than head coach uh, Dan Campbell who Steve will, Steve will know this name because he was the interim coach for the Dolphins a couple of years ago after they fired Joe Philbin. Um, he is assistant head coach with the Saints and the tight ends coach. He is what people would call a hard ass. Uh, so he's a no-nonsense coach. I actually like him, especially if you were to pair him with Freddie Kitchens and keep Freddie Kitchens as the OC. I would like Dan Campbell as the head coach. He's not my number one choice, but he's he's there. <clears throat> um, Brian Flores, who's the defensive coordinator for the Patriots. This is why I say I don't think Jim Caldwell is just to satisfy the ruining role, because uh, Brian Flores is also an African-American uh, coach. Uh, but he's the defensive coordinator. He is coming in for an interview, I think, next week. Um, Matt Eberflus. Anybody know who that is? I don't. He is the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Oh, and uh, he turned around that Colts defense, which which was god awful to, to start the year. Oh, they were terrible, terrible at the, start of the year. Yeah, they looked but like turned, one of the worst teams in football. But he turned, but he turned them around, and uh, they they now are probably they have the odds on favorite to be the rookie of the year, uh, the defensive rookie of the year, and Darius Leonard, the linebacker. Um, Nick Sirianni, anybody know that name?
1: No, I can't no? See, I recognize that, no, he came
0: from Mount Union. Uh, he is the Colts offensive coordinator. Oh. So, uh, he is a lot. To, he's another one of those young, up and coming offensive coaches. Uh, he f- is a sleeper to me for this Browns job. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just leave that there. He's a sleeper. And then uh, the other confirmed interview that the Browns will be conducting is Freddie Kitchens, the offensive coordinator. Uh, they're gonna interview him for the head coaching job. I don't think he's gonna get the head coaching job, but it is interesting that. It came out today, uh, the Browns are blocking other teams from interviewing Freddie Kitchens for offensive coordinator. Yeah. Now they can't do that for head coach. If, if, if a team okay. called, and if a team called and said, "Hey, we want to interview Freddie Kitchens for head coach, the Browns can't block that because it's a promotion. Okay. They can block lateral moves if the coach is still in contract. Okay. So other teams have called the Browns because they don't think that they're going to retain him saying, hey, we want to interview Freddie Kitchens for our offensive coordinator job. Namely, for me, that would be, that would be teams that have head coaches but have changed OCs. So uh, Minnesota, pro- I'm guessing Minnesota probably called. Um, i trying to think of any other teams that still have their head coach but don't have offensive coordinator. Uh, the Lions, they just fired their offensive coordinator, so maybe they called the Browns. But the Browns have blocked multiple teams from trying to interview him for hey. O.C. jobs. So hey. that's interesting to me. And I guess the reasoning is, uh, they want to see if the coach that they end up hiring wants to keep him on the staff. So it sounds to me like the Browns want to keep him, but they're not going to force the new head coach to keep him because I think that's, that's a recipe for disaster Yeah, yeah. to force a coach on an in, in, income or incoming head coach. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was, uh, Ian Rappaport had that story today. Um, are, are there are there any names that I didn't mention that you think the Browns should uh, interview for the job? No. No. Not that I know of.
1: Um, I don't. I I don't know much about like
2: and the only the only reason I say that is because I'm firmly in Greg Williams's corner. That's what I was going to say. I think this is. That's where I lean. This is all ridiculous. I think they that's, should just hire him now. Be done with yeah, it.
1: That's where I lean too. I, I mean. I think he's proven to be able to win games, and I, I don't – I get it. Like, I uh, I don't know. It's so tough to me. Because I, I think if you get a new coaching and you have to start a whole new leadership, you know, and what if they don't click, and what if they don't this and that and that. Uh, I don't know.
0: I, I think there's about a 0% chance that Greg Williams gets this job.
1: That's what I've been hearing from a lot of people. Yeah. That's sad.
0: They interviewed him first. Uh, see, my opinion – my opinion is I think the Browns turnaround had a lot more to do with Freddie Kitchens than it did Greg Williams. Um, and I, I wouldn't be opposed to to keeping Greg Williams, but here's the thing. If you just keep if you just keep uh, the coaching staff as is, let's say the Browns go eleven and five win the division, have another Baker has another great year, the offense is setting records. Freddie Kitchens is gonna be gone as a head coach after next year. Okay. Gone. Okay. In my opinion, he's he's the main reason why the team had the turnaround. The Browns' defense actually got worse after the coaching change, and their offense uh, was ranked yeah, second since the middle of the season. Yeah, that's true because
1: the defense was so good at first. Yeah,
0: like, the defense was, was pretty good in the first half of the year, but, but they were sputtering on offense. That flipped when they made the coaching change. Um, and I think that has more to do with the relationship between Baker and Freddie Kitchens than anything else. Um, but... So some other names who have been getting uh, interview consideration around the league that haven't yet been uh, requested by the Browns, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. Uh, My number one choice for head coach of the Browns, Matt Campbell, the head coach at Iowa State, um, hasn't yet publicly been requested for an interview, but who knows what happens in the back channels of these things. Uh, Chuck Pagano, formal, former Colts coach, he's interviewed with the uh, Broncos and one other team. He interviewed with the Broncos the other day. Uh, KC Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy and their special teams coach Dave Taub, which he was a guy kind of early on in the process that everybody kind of connected dots to with John Dorsey, um, given their relationship at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But the Browns haven't requested an interview with him. And with the with the Chiefs having a bye week this week, you'd think that now would be the time where the Browns would want to interview him, because they can't interview him next week because the Chiefs have a game. Um, so that that was surprising to me.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting that Chuck Pagano is in this mix. He had a kind of sort of okay tenure with Indianapolis. Um, I just remember his staff produced one of the worst single plays in NFL history. Uh, against the Patriots one game <laughs> where they ran the entire side of the offensive line over to oh, the sideline. Oh God, I, yeah. remember that I remember they had that's... just a quarterback and a center in the middle and four guys on the other side of the Patriots, and they snapped and tried to run a... it. Just... <laughs> they weren't supposed to snap the ball. That
0: was one of the dumbest things I have ever seen, not just in sports, but in anything <laughs> that I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they, they were not supposed to snap that ball. I do remember that. Oh, man, that's funny. That's funny. Nice recall there, Steve. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so for me, I, so you would pick Greg Williams, Steve? That's your guy? Yes, I would. You I agreed. would
1: go with Greg Williams. I, I, I don't know why you I, – I don't. again, I'm not, like, obviously good at knowing how all these dynamics work in professional yeah. sports or even high school sports. But I don't see any reason why you would disrupt what's already there. Try at least one season, in my opinion. But I get it. I know it's not it's, it's why I'm here and I'm not over there.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I I would not I would not hire Greg Williams for the but, reasons that I that I already Yeah, no, out. yeah, you, yeah. You, I think I, I think if if you want to keep the uh, coaching staff intact, I think you hire Freddie Kitchens as head coach because then uh, you don't risk losing him uh, after next year because there's nowhere he can go. He's the head coach already. Yeah. So um, that's my take on it. Uh, I would love to, in a week or so, see the Browns march Matt Campbell up there in Berea as the next head coach of the Browns. He's my number one number one guy. Okay. Right. He's an Ohio guy. He went to Mount Union. Uh, he coached at, well, for me and Steve, he coached at that school up north, but mm-hmm. I know to a lot of other people that's a different school. He coached at Toledo.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. He did also coach at Bowling Green. He was a... Uh, assistant yeah, coach. He Bowling
2: before he went to Toledo, actually.
0: Yeah. Um but he's at Iowa State now. Um he's done remarkable things with that program. I mean Iowa State is a is a perennial dormant.
2: That is a doormat program that gets coaches fired. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> and he
0: just signed a contract extension. Yeah. Which which people say, "Oh, well now he's not He's you know, he's not going to he's not going to leave." I there's a lot that goes into that. I, I think him signing a contract extension there was more about getting his assistant coaches raises and larger buyouts in case he left. Um, I, I definitely still think for the right situation he would go to the NFL. and I, I think the Browns are the right situation for him, but that's just me.
2: You know, it's either college coaches either jump for one of two reasons. They either jump for the right situation or... Also, more probably because their program is about to be under NCAA
0: investigation, and <laughs> right. they need a way out. That's true. Which is what happened with Pete Carroll yep. which I. Is what e. Pete with IEP Carroll, Chick Kelly as well.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's my my other uh, dark horse guy that I would like to see would be Dan Campbell because I think Dan Campbell might uh, keep Freddie Kitchens as offensive coordinator. Uh, they both come from the Parcells tree. Um, you know Dan Campbell. He was the uh, interim head coach for the Dolphins in 2015 when they fired Philbin. Is
2: Campbell's Soup sponsoring this segment? <laughs> they should. <laughs> they
0: should, right? Coach Soup. One of the two coaches. Coach Soup. Oh, man, that's funny, Steve. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, um, we
1: finally got a sponsor. Campbell's Soup.
0: Yeah. Campbell's Soup. Did you say
1: Campbell's Soup? The, no, Campbell's oh. Soup. Campbell's oh. Soup. I don't know. It's <laughs> It's 9.30. Okay, we're
2: driving to Napoleon on. right now. And we're going to their hold house. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we just can't go on the north side of the Maumee River. That's where my ex-girlfriend is. Yeah. Mm.
1: Play it again. Dun, dun,
0: dun, dun. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> there we go. All right, uh, so that's our brown sock. That was actually really fun. I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Yeah, agreed. That was cool. So good, uh, good discussion. Whoever it is for the coach for the Browns, hopefully they keep the train moving and uh, Baker and the team grow on last year. Uh, uh, this pat, so I'm already saying last year. I what am I going to do with my Sundays now? There's no more Browns football. There's playoffs. There's the playoff week. football. Uh, but now, but now, speaking the, of which, what are you guys? Thinking? Oh yeah, oh, let, yeah let, let's let's quick, let's do this yeah. real, quick real quick right before now before the end of the show. Wow. Yeah. Steve, go ahead. I, I feel like you already have a... Okay, so I don't
2: think I've seen a year in a long time where the 5s and 6s were playing this good coming in, yes. and the 1s, 2s, and 3s, with the exception of a couple teams, are, are struggling like this. Um, I mean, you look at Philadelphia and Indianapolis, and pff, those two teams are playing great right now. Um, but ultimately, as far as going... To win the Super Bowl and winning it, I I can't get off of New Orleans because New Orleans just doesn't lose at home. They got the one seed. I don't see anybody going in there and beating them, and then they're going to play the Super Bowl indoors too. I, I that's, that's Super Bowls in Atlanta, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's it, that's going to give them a geographical advantage. The fans, it's going to be a partisan crowd for them too, probably. Right. So I yeah, I'm going with the Saints. It's
0: going with the Saints, Jordan. What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to pull up a bracket just to give me a little okay. bit more. I uh. I agree with you on the NFC. I think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, and I, I've told you this uh, off the air. Um, there's something about the Chargers this year, man. I didn't I just, mention
2: them, but 5C, uh, 12 and 4. There's dude. something
0: about the Chargers, man. And, and not not just, like, I want to see the Chargers win. I freaking love Phillip Rivers.
2: They've won at Pittsburgh. They've won at Kansas City. They're not your typical Chargers team that just wilts on the road. Yep. Yeah. They...
0: They they won at Kansas City a couple of weeks ago, so if, they awesome. have, so if they have to go in there, I have confidence that they could beat them in, in, uh, in Kansas City.
2: And I heard this stat today because they're going to be playing the early game on Sunday, and people have been saying, well, that's going to hurt them because it's going to be 10 a.m. on yeah. the West Coast. They've actually won seven of their last eight games that they've played in the Eastern Time Zone.
0: Oh, they kicked our ass earlier this year. Yeah. But uh, that was before uh, the that was only when two the,
2: only two teams won at Brown Stadium this year over the Browns and there was Chiefs and the Chargers.
0: Yep. So. That was when the clown was still coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Enough from the clown. Um. I'm gonna.
1: I do it. Be a yeah, homer. No, do it. No, no, I'm not. No. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: obviously, my my heart says that Houston could make the AFC title game at least, but. We always have to go to the Patriots. They're three seed, right? Then They win the first yeah. game against Indy, but they're not winning. I, I, do predict they're, I do predict they're going to beat Colts. Uh, I do think they can do that. It's going to be tough, but I think they can do that. Um, I don't think they'll go any farther than that, because then they'd have to play the Patriots, and they always lose to the Patriots. Um, See? I think... Oh, wait, wait. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I think it's going to be... Um, I feel like it's going to be Chiefs, though, that come out of the AFC. I just, I don't know. It just feels like one of those years where they could, it's just their year. Um, but I, 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 I don't want to just say Patriots because even though it's probably going to be Patriots, I think the Chiefs have a good chance this year. Um, and the NFC, I think it's going to be... I think Saints are pretty much the shoe in, but there's a lot of there's a lot of teams in that side that I think could really shake things up. But I don't. It's gonna be hard to slow down the Saints. I mean, they're on a roll.
2: Guys, all of you out there listening, if there's a heart's choice out there, root for the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky has been one of the unsung heroes of this NFL season. He's playing great. Former legend from Menor High School. On the land. He he was one of the two or three guys that got my fantasy football team to the playoffs this year. I picked him off the scrap (laughs) heap in week three. He was in the free agent pool, and he was awesome. So, yeah, that would be an amazing story if the Bears were to go all the way with
0: him taking it all. But. Here's my bold say. prediction. You said the 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 Colts are the five seed. I think they're going to host the AFC Championship game. <laughs> what
1: the the Colts? I mean Actually, I mean the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers, Chargers, are, the oh, okay. the Chargers was, are the fifth seed. I was going to say,
0: which means, wait does does the uh, uh, does the NFL play us reseed? Oh, uh, it does. Oh, never mind. Okay, wait.
2: Which would mean that the Chargers would go to Foxborough and the uh, Colts would go.
0: Yes, Kansas City. I I agree. I, I I'm still saying that.
1: No, they, no. I gotta it
0: tell it. you, that's no, it not, it. not that's that outlandish this year.
1: That's
2: it how really, that works. It
0: really isn't. Yes. Well, well, I'm saying it's the Colts are going to beat the, the Texans.
2: First round they play the one seed next. So, I thought winner of Texans
1: Colts plays Patriots because it's a bye. If nah, if, the, if the
0: Patriots or if the Texans win because of the three seed, it recedes. Oh, so wow. if the Colts beat the Texans, the Colts will face the highest seed remaining, which would be the so, which geez. would be the Chiefs. Okay. But. But I, I'm ta- I, I I've watched the Colts the last two weeks, and I, uh, I I don't know. I mean, you know, I you know. Sorry, but I, I, I just think the Colt. I I definitely think they're going to beat the Texans, and I, until the until Andy Reid and the Chiefs prove to me that that they can win a playoff game. Uh, I'm not going to pick them. Vegas
2: must be thinking pretty highly of the Colts too, because last I
0: saw, Colts. Oh, everybody's thinking
1: highly of the Colts.
0: They've won eight straight games, Uh, haven't they?
1: I mean, Houston won like nine straight as well. They only lost a couple games because of some fluky plays at the end. I mean, I I think it's going to be a very close matchup. I
0: don't. Oh, I agree with you. I I don't think the Colts are going to win by like two touchdowns, but uh, I think what might be as a a homer.
1: As a homer, I'm not. I have no reason to say that the Colts are going to win. I, well, of I course, I, I don't. I, I don't, It doesn't matter to me either way because I don't think the Texans could beat either the Chiefs or the Patriots. Or uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think they could beat the Patriots. So I, so yeah. whatever. I, 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 think. I think. Texans, I don't. I don't think the Patriots. The Texans are- ruined their season when they failed to beat the frickin' Eagles, the garbage Eagles, and then they. And you then, mean the
0: defending Super Bowl champions who are who? in the
1: playoffs again? Barely made the playoffs, so and I don't think they're a powerhouse this year, though. No, they're not a powerhouse this year. Uh, the, uh, the Texans literally had but, the, the playoff bye in their hands, and they just threw it away. But so, the angelic probably. Nick Foles is back. I'm going to defend the Eagles. I, I don't now. know why the Eagles ever got rid of Nick Foles I had, or didn't play Nick Foles. I'm going to defend them because so.
2: they had the NFL's hardest schedule this year. They, for whatever reason, when, when Wentz is down and Foles is in, they just have this... I don't know, the coaching I, staff and everything. They, they run a Bumble's perfect I, scheme. I think it's because Foles just, is they better. They just get it done. I, they beat, the week before they beat the Texans, which was a quality win, they went to Los Angeles and beat the
1: Rams. No, I know. Like, I are just different team when it gets I'm down the, of the year. I'm convinced that Foles is a better quarterback. I don't see any reason why that isn't the case.
0: That being, Wentz said. Wentz has not proven himself to be able to lead this team like this. I, he's well, just, he was that, he was he was he was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP last year before he blew out his knee. This all being said, still David, I don't know. You'll I, find this pretty chances shocking. of having your backup
1: quarterback be so good he can be the oh, Super it's, Bowl MVP. It's, it's astronomical. I, I really, I mean, honestly, it's, it's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't. It just doesn't make any sense to me why people always are like, "Oh my God, where Nick? Where did this Nick Foles guy come from?" And you're just like, <laughs> I don't know. He's probably just good. I don't know. As much as I'd love to say another magical ride is
2: January joyride is about to happen for the Eagles, I don't think they're beating the Bears. I think the Bears' defense
0: is too In good. Chicago? Yeah. But you never know. Who, who did you have out of the NFC, did you say? Oh, I, I you have You said Saints. the Saints? Even have, if they win that I, one, then they
1: gotta go. You to New had Orleans. Saints Chiefs, right? I oh have God. Yeah Saints Saints Chiefs. I, I think my dark horse, if I had to pick a dark horse in the NFC, I I think I think the Rams are, have been a pretty decent team all year. Yeah. I, I could see them doing something. Who did
0: you have yeah. winning the Super Bowl, Steve? Uh New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. I'm going with the Chiefs. I The Chefs. I, I,
1: I Mahomes freaks me out. Who owned Mah- the Mahomes? Chiefs? Mahomes, like, this is a weird, weird comparison, but Mahomes does things on the field that don't make sense in the same way he reminds me of how Curry does things on the court that don't make sense. Like, he's just one of those freak players. Well, some of the here. throws he makes. I mean, Th- he that's makes, what I mean. Like, you're like, yeah, no. we grew up playing baseball, no, so some of, these, some of these some of these passes, that? like some yeah. of these
0: arm angles, it's like a shortstop throwing it. If, if he doesn't win this year...
1: I think he's destined to win a couple Super Bowls sometime in his career, just because he's got that freako ability to just make these crazy plays. We'll see.
0: But I mean, if you look at the the big games that the Chiefs have played all year, they, they also struggled. They, 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 yeah. They've lost pretty much all of them. And, and I, I just
1: I can't in good faith pick the Patriots. I just I'm not. I don't think it.
0: the Patriots are winning a playoff game this year. Uh, I'm They got to play I, Los Angeles. So you think thing. they're going to lose I the, to the I, Texans? No, I think they're going to lose to the Chargers because that's who they're going to play. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I'm I'm picking the. You're not invited to my watch party anymore.
2: <laughs> I hey, it's okay. We're busy at 4:30 on Saturday. Wait, what are you? We are he's doing something. Oh, he's making fun of the
1: Texans.
2: Making fun of the fact that they got the early Saturday time slot. Oh,
1: that doesn't matter. No. That's it's the it's it's anyway, a Saturday anyway. Right. Like, I
0: picked uh I picked the Saints and the Chargers. I'm gonna go with. The, Matthew Stefano, I hope you're listening. I'm going with the Chargers. He's gonna love that choice. <laughs> Even though I, I know he loves the Saints too, but I'm going with the Chargers. I think P. Rives gets All it done. All right, Saints, Chiefs, Chargers. And, and Chiefs. because I said that, they're gonna guys. lose. They're gonna lose on, on Saturday. Right I like Saturday. that because
2: we got two number one seeds and we have a we have a wild card team. So Dan's going yeah. on a limb with that one.
0: All right. Uh, since we spent like an hour on uh, talking football. <laughs> <laughs> Let's real quick go through yeah, we'll uh, up, some reviews and stuff. Uh, I have I have one on here that I'm going to take one off and I have one on here that I just want to go through real quick. I wanted to shout them out. But Jordan, what uh wh- what's going on at Mary Arts?
1: Yeah, so um Arts is an interesting bar. They are they, they 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 have like a double life. Like weeknights and weekend nights, they're like a pretty rowdy sports bar kind of thing but then they have like cheap shots and cheap cheap food specials and so it just ends up being a pretty rowdy place so it's fun. Uh they're also they also double as Arsenals and the US men's national teams yep. official bars. Yep. So you get that raw early morning soccer atmosphere or evening if it's a American game. Uh they're a big time Cleveland sports bar on top of all that, of course. Um and weeknights, they have some of the best food deals and drink deals um, in Lakewood or in the city, really. Uh, I can't go through all the drink deals because I don't have that up, and there's so many of them. But I'll go through some of the big week. Like, they have, like, really cheap taco nights on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Tuesdays is wing night, so, like, 40-cent wings. Wednesdays, me and Teresa discovered last night two-for-one burgers. Buy one, get one free. And they, their burgers are really good. Mm. like they're exceptionally good burgers friday they have a fish fry with 15 cent mussels. um saturday i guess it's five bucks for a pint and a half pound brat brat Uh, on sunday i think the price has changed now but it's a fairly affordable steak dinner um this is not counting their other drink deals they have each night Mm -hmm. like they have like a shot of the night they have all these different things right uh they're famous for like jello shots on the weekends as well um yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a fun bar. If you haven't been there, it's definitely worth a stop. Not only are the prices good, but the food holds up. It's like really good bar food. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so that's Mary guys, uh, Like I said, we're mainly just reviewing one specific night, but I've been there for other nights as well. Sure. So.
0: Uh, I just wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, didn't get to partake in this place last week, but we stopped by Ildrione uh, last mm-hmm. Wednesday. To get some pizza, and we got to the door, and they were out of dough. <laughs> I remember that at seven thirty. But I can respect it because they make their own dough. Yeah, they make a certain amount. When they're out, they're out. Yeah, um, they must have just ran out too, because when we walked in, there like the place was, was full, jam-packed. and everybody had pizza,
1: like yeah. at the tables. Yeah, so must they must have, have just ran out. Literally, so we just we down. got there
0: just yeah. a little bit too late, but. Um, I, I, we ended up going to Harlow's, which, which you know, we've been to a bunch of times, which, which we love. Funny story.
1: When we walked out, they also
0: had an out of dough sign. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We got in there, uh, uh, right as, uh, as things got as they, a little funky. Yeah. So, uh, I want to go there. Uh, we, I got to walk inside, see it at Il Rione. Uh, the place looks awesome.
1: I have been there, uh, and I can vouch for it. That's why I'm so excited for the day you do try it, because yeah. I put that neck and neck with 216, Harlow's,
0: uh, you know, places like that. So yeah. um, I just love the way it looks inside. Like, yeah, I, I right, love Harlow's uh, pizza, but being like a traditionalist, like Italian, like, yeah, the inside yeah. of Harlow's isn't what I would think of right. as, a, as a pizzeria. Very, very, not saying it's bad, it's just no, not, it's, it's not It's not what it's I would different. expect. Yeah, but different. Il Rione is definitely more of a place that, you know, that I would expect as like a wood fire, like, pizza joint. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to try it. Uh, hopefully soon, for sure. But I want to uh, shout them out. So uh, that's uh, it for our reviews. We didn't really review anything, but we just mentioned places we went to. Yeah. So uh, what is uh, what's going
1: on with Great Lakes? So Great Lakes announced uh, that they have three new beers coming. Um, Say what? I know uh and keep in mind you know they always do new releases like this some of these become permanent beers so yeah. holy moses is one of those uh from the past um and have a we have a modification about that by the way so great lakes will be releasing something called the great lakes IPA i know very generic but it's a new IPA uh something called a bucking mule moscow mule ale I have never heard of a Moscow Mule Ale. Yeah, that's weird. So I have yeah, no weird. idea what this is. I want to try that. Uh, I love oh, mules. absolutely. I have no idea what this is, but I cannot wait to try it. And then uh, they're going to be doing what I would assume is a modification on Holy Moses. It's called Midnight Moses Dark Belgian Style hmm. Ale. So like that's not even similar to the type. Of... Holy Moses is a wheat ale, a yeah. you know, wheat beer if I remember. Um, so that's not similar. So maybe they're just borrowing the name. Yeah, uh, but Maybe. that that type of beer is not really close to my knowledge. I could be wrong, but yeah. So three, a very interesting sounding. Beer Do
0: you know when out. they're gonna be? No,
1: I don't. It didn't say exactly when. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if that is... I'm I'm
0: assuming if they're if they're uh, it's starting probably, to yeah, it's probably be talk about. It. It's gonna be soon. Spring or something. Yeah, yeah that Moscow Mule one seems interesting. Oh, absolutely! I'm interested to try that for sure. Whew. All right, deep breath. That was uh, that was a that was, a, long that was a lot. That was good though. I like that. Um, so that's gonna do it for us today, Steve. Thanks again for uh, jumping on with us last second with uh, filling in for Jimmy. Jimmy's out sick. Uh, hopefully we'll have him back next week. But thanks again, Steve. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Jimmy, Anytime, feel better? Steve. Yeah. He said he was coughing his face off. So. Oh,
2: what does he have? There's a lot of sick people right now. Yeah, he's been down for a while. He missed our New Year's Bowl game on Saturday. Yeah, the one I got turf
0: toe at. (laughs) I have turf toe right now on my left foot. I can, I'm, yeah. Yesterday, I could barely walk.
2: Oh, dude. Yeah. Battle scars.
0: Yeah, my foot's killing me right now. Wow. Um, That's what you get when you play... uh, See, I, I I was just playing quarterback, so I'm like, yeah, I don't need to like wear cleats or, yeah, or whatever. tie my shoes. So I was wearing tennis shoes that were untied. Oh, well. so my foot was just like sliding around, problem. and my foot was sliding around in my shoe, and just you know whatever. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, thanks for listening to us uh, once again. iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on social media at the L O T L podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, check us out on our website, www.lotlpodcast.com. Uh, Steve's going to be writing a new article for us here, hopefully in the next week or so. And, uh, now that we're out of the holiday season, we'll hopefully be getting back out to places around the city, taking some pictures, um, you know, hanging out at different places, uh, and, uh, getting some more stuff on the website for you. And, uh, so look out for that, um, That is going to do it for us.
1: Hopefully, too, I want to get back into, like, reviews like we used to
0: do. Yeah, definitely, for sure. That's another thing. Um, But for Steve and Jordan, uh, I'm Dan. Thanks for checking in and listening to us. We will catch you guys next week uh, as we kind of get back, like Jordan said, get back to more of our rhythms uh, as far as doing some reviews on places around the city and uh, some events coming up. And we look forward to that. So uh, we will catch you guys next week.